today on Laura Lynn and Friends. Today, uh, I'm announcing a, a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccine. Hello everyone, and welcome to the beginning of the last days. So you know what, I can see that this is on JT, so I'm gonna have to turn this off. We're trying something new whereby we'll have a lot of more um, of me understanding what's going on the show because usually I have no clue. And uh, JT knows everything and I know nothing. And so, is that better? Oh, that's not turned down yet. Oh, I think I need to plug something in. That's what I'll do. All right. We've got it. Um, it doesn't have a headphone connector? Oh, I think it has a... Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a great throw. Um, hey, thanks for just hanging out with us while we do pre-production stuff live <laughs> okay good I'll plug that in um, so uh, JT's going to be able to you know how usually he talks in the background and and you can't even hear what he's saying so try it JT say hello hello everybody all right there it is so this is still coming out what do I do here let me see if I can just silence this um, anyways, well, we have a whole bunch of videos. Maybe we'll put a video on and I'll figure it out so we don't bore everyone to death. I am so happy to see you all. It is the Christmas season. So um, are, are, you, um, are you guys feeling like you're getting all your Christmas stuff done? Like has that, has everything come together? For me, not a bit, not one little bit. Too much traveling. I've been all over the place. Therefore, I haven't been able to get anything done at all. And uh, I'm looking very much forward to the Christmas season. I was at a store and they were actually playing all the beautiful Christmas music. Have you noticed something? That a lot of places, either they're playing just holiday hits, you know, about snowman and, and reindeer, or they're not playing Christmas music at all. And I've made a decision that if you're not playing Christmas music, I'm probably not gonna buy from your store the little precious gifts for all my loved ones because um, you have to celebrate the reason for the season or you're just a pretender. You're a faker. So the least I need is you to put forward some of the good, the good Christmas music that's out there. Um, so you all heard about my crazy trip and forgetting my suitcase yesterday. I'm very happy to, um, to have survived all of that and to know that whether we have much or little, we can still walk in the peace of God and that God provides everything. He provided clothing from different complete strangers in one respect and then from another friend I have in Calgary. So it all worked out really well. Um, what a show we have for you. Do you know what I think? I think that the house of cards is coming down. I heard from Dr. William Mackis today and he has been outing. We're going to show you a clip in a little bit of what he's talking about he's learning more and more information about the children that have died in British Columbia have you heard of them six and in Alberta four pretty bad it's all coming out hold your ground everyone you know how people think you're crazy you've had friends and loved ones. They don't want to hear your information. They don't want to hear your facts when you try to share a video from Dr. Peter McCullough or your favorite broadcaster, Laurel and Tyler Thompson. Uh, they don't want to hear about that. They, they prefer to stay in the dark. And we don't know why that is. Maybe it's their pride because they've already gotten their third booster or fourth and they don't they don't want to face the reality because that could mean it's bad news for themselves and their bodies. And instead of learning more and perhaps getting that information so they could start using um, some items that might uh, fight the spike protein. Uh, Dr. Mack has actually talked about this at his last event that I was with him in Calgary, um, Alberta, and actually it was a town outside of Calgary. Well way outside, two hours away. Um, and he talked about there's an ingredient and he doesn't sell it. He doesn't make any money on it. He just has good information 
there's an ingredient that fight, fights the spike protein. And I actually, I think it's called NAC. Um, you know what, JT, I'll try and call that up. Um, I just heard Elon Musk. Can I share this? Do you see this, JT, when I go? Um, Elon Musk is basically calling out our prime minister today. And he's saying that, uh, did you see this? JT, let me know if, uh, oh, I have an ad blocker. Okay. So I love, I love this picture. Okay. I'm going to add this. Um, I love Elon Musk right now. Um, people say, no, that's not it. Just deal it. Oh, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> ah, they just saw my green screen. All right. So if I do share, I'm going to stop sharing and I'll share this. You guys will love this. It's worth the wait. Just a second. And we're going to get to our show. Okay, I'm ready, JT. That should be able to be shared. So Warmington says, Musk tweets Trudeau's new online bill could muzzle Canadians' free speech. Um, Twitter owner responds to truth to True North contributors' comment regarding Bill C-11. So this is today's date. Um, great picture. Isn't that cool? I just, oh, look at that guy. A, a face, face only a mother could love. That's what my teacher said about me when I was in high school. It was, his name was Brother Shinnis, and um, I still bother him about that. And I got, we got school pictures done, and he said, ah, Laurelin, a face only a mother could love. So here's what it says. Just ignore this subscribe thing. Okay. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau speaks in Parliament during question period in Ottawa. All right. The man who was up until recently considered the world's richest man has fired, that's Elon Musk, has fired another Twitter shot over the bow of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's new online content bill. Now, this guy, like, I know, he he kind of thinks of weird things like, you know, DNA stuff and all of that, but I just like Elon Musk right now. The jury's out. We all, we all wonder, like, is he for real? Is he the good guy or is he a villain undercover? We don't know. But when I look at him, I go... I just love it. Look, cancel culture needs to be canceled. I like that because I get cancel culture. Like when I hold my events, people call in and they try to get our events canceled. Like we had last week, Dr. Mackis and Pastor um, Art uh, Pulowski. Well, Pavlovsky, actually. Um, so when we have these people, people think they're controversial. So they call into the events and they try to have us shut down. Thank God we paid our money. So they... They took our money, and we thank you for that, Croatian Cultural Center. Sounds like an attempt to muzzle the voice of the people of Canada, Twitter owner Elon Musk said in a tweet sent out early Wednesday morning to his 121 million followers. I'm part of them. <sighs> okay, so Musk, who Forbes magazine says has seen his fortune decline to knock him out of the number one wealthiest person position because of his $44 billion purchase of Twitter. Thank you, sir. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for purchasing a, a change in history because now we get to put anything we want on Twitter. Now, they were being pretty good to me, but they were kind of subverting some of my stuff. But I see that uh, we're, we're able to say anything since Elon got in. And, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm hoping somebody there can see if I'm still being stifled at all. Like if they have one of those, you know, where your tweets don't get, you know, magnified because I kind of feel like someone put something on and I need Elon to take it off. So, so he's maybe not the wealthiest person, but he bought Twitter for $44 billion and it drops uh, and drops in Tesla stock value was responding to a tweet by Canadian journalist, Andrew Lawton. Yay, Andrew, we know you. Uh, Canada's liberal government. This is what Andrew Lawton had said. Canada's liberal uh, government wants to regulate internet content and deputize social media companies to enforce hate speech bans with a low and murky threshold for what hate speech is. I hope Elon Musk takes a stand against this. Sounds like an attempt to muzzle the voice of the people of Canada. Oh, well done, Andrew Lawton. You just must be high-fiving yourself today. So... 
Um, so far, the prime minister's office has not responded to a request for comment on Musk's tweet. While the Trudeau government has said Bill C-11 is merely legislation to protect Canadians from hate speech. But guess what? Guess what the prime minister would call hate speech? Transitioning minors is child mutilation. It is. It's true. People are detransitioning in droves. You're causing harm. There's no scientific basis for this whole gender nonsense crap. But our prime minister would consider what I'm saying hate speech and would consider harming children perfectly fine. He might consider hate speech saying that Dr. Teresa Tam and Dr. Bonnie Henry should be tried with crimes against humanity, lose their licenses, be brought up on charges and be jailed. He might consider that hate speech, but that's not hate speech. That is my true opinion of the deception that they are bringing to Canada. So do you see the, the problem? If who gets to decide what hate speech is? I thought it was hateful when the prime minister told the unvaccinated that they didn't have a right to go to restaurants. I thought it was hateful when he called the truckers uh, and, and those who participated in the convoy misogynist, racist, and basically terrorists. That's nonsense. Who decides what hate speech is? I thought that was hateful. Can I decide? I'm not powerful enough. You're not probably powerful enough, but Elon Musk is saying, let this, the people speak. Our prime minister wants to put in this Bill C-11 legislation. And um, conservative Senator Pamela Wallen, a former broadcaster, told a House of Commons committee uh, what they argued was it wouldn't be in anybody's interest to do it. So just trust us. We won't regulate user generated content. But again, Twice they confirmed they have actual regulatory authority to do that, she says. Let me go down here. But Canada's Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez has said he was born with an open mind. So, of course, I have an open mind on this. He has indicated a willingness to listen to suggestions for change, whether it comes from individual content creators or major ones like YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. It's the fourth time in 2022 that businessman Musk has tweeted about Canadian affairs. Thank God for that, man. A country he holds citizenship in. So, so Elon Musk is a Canadian, and what, is he American as well, or? Yeah. Um, where is where his mother is from and where he attended a year of university is here, I guess, in Canada. On January 27th, <clears throat> before he made his bid to purchase Twitter, Musk made waves when he tweeted Canadian truckers rule. Oh, man. <clears throat> Don't you love it? As the freedom convoy against COVID-19 lockdowns and vaccine mandates was in Ottawa in what later resulted in Trudeau evoking the Emergencies Act. So Elon Musk was keeping his eye on all of that. And he said that the truckers rock and they certainly do. And so do you, Mr. Musk. So thank you for standing up for us. Uh, we hope you're not going to be, you know, doing anything crazy that makes us lose our trust in you. But in any case, all right, I'm going to read from my dad's Bible. I'm just going to flip to a page. Let's try that. Oh, I keep forgetting my glasses. Oh, well, I think I can read something. Um... So, wow, this, this whole chapter, Isaiah 14 and 15, he's got a lot of things uh, underlined. He loved the stars. My dad loved looking at the stars. He had a telescope. He would go down to the planetarium to hear all the latest things that were going on. So here it's about, this is actually Isaiah 13, for the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof, shall not give their light the sun shall be darkened in his going forth and the moon shall not cause her light to shine and i will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity and i will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease now you might look at that and think that's a bit scary but you know why my dad would think this was important because my dad, he didn't want us to be 
unholy or unrighteous. My dad called me up to a place of walking with integrity. And I remember when I was 16 years old and had to have the talk with him, you know, about things and he didn't want me having sex before I got married and stuff like that. He wanted to let me know what the word of God said and how I was to live my life. He wanted me not to walk in the ways of iniquity because the word promises that the Lord will punish the world for their evil. You know why this is very cool? Because we're seeing a lot of evil and we don't know what to do about it. Do you? I don't know what to do about it but God knows what to do about it. And it closes with this. And I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. Wow. The haughtiness of the terrible. Who do you think's terrible right now? I have a few names. All right, JT, let's roll it. Let's go with um, your first video that I may have misplaced. You told me to get ready, and I, I thought I was. Uh, DeSantis, Florida uh, Governor Ron DeSantis announces a statewide grand jury uh, uh, to investigate COVID shot companies for fraud. Oh, I love this man. Where are the DeSantis's in Canada? Where are the people that are standing up? We're watching a hero in, um, in Alberta, we do want Danielle Smith to stand strong, but I see some decisions she's made, and I wonder, she's still under their thumb, isn't she? Because if she wasn't, she wouldn't be appointing people. She needs a whole new crowd. She needs to upend that government from one end to the other and trust only those who are paying a price to speak the truth. Well, this is DeSantis. Take a look. Florida. You know, it is against the law to mislead and to misrepresent, particularly when you're talking about the efficacy of a drug. Uh, we see just the other, uh, just recently, Florida got $3.2 billion through legal action against those responsible for the opioid crisis. And so it's not like this is something that's unprecedented. So today, uh, I'm announcing uh, a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. And we anticipate that we will get the approval for that. Uh, that will be something that will be impaneled, most likely in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, and that will come with legal processes that will be able uh, to get more information and to bring legal accountability for those who committed misconduct. <laughs> you know what? Sooner or later, the truth has a ring to it and justice begins to abound. Now, I wonder what kind of pressure this is going to put on uh, Trudeau. Uh, sorry, <laughs> no pressure on Trudeau, probably. Uh, Trump. Trump uh, is running in 2024. And the fault that I find with Trump is that he will not renounce these vaccines, at least not as of yet. I don't know if it's because he has bad people around him still that are not giving him the truth, but it is a grave error on Mr. Trump's part. And you you know, you guys, that I, I like him a lot. He's not a perfect man. Nobody on this planet is. But I, I like that Trump, um, he got Roe versus Wade overturned. He brought God back into the conversation in politics. He gave, he, he would say this. Remember that clip? God is the boss. God's the boss. He actually knew that. He, he spoke of Jesus. He spoke more about Jesus than any other president I've ever seen. He would have pastors and ministers. They would have worship sessions at the White House to bring worship and praise right into those doors where right now you've got nothing but heathens walking around, you know, with with uh, Biden, who's literally um, in dementia, quite literally. That's who, that's who the United States is strapped with right now. Very sad. So, um, so Fauci has a response to DeSantis. Let's take a look at Fauci's thoughts on this. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he's now asking the Florida Supreme Court to greenlight an investigation into, and the way he put it, is any, uh, any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. What's your reaction to that? 
I don't have a clue, Kate, what he's asking for. I mean, we have a vaccine that unequivocally is highly effective and safe and has saved literally millions of lives. The Commonwealth Fund has come out with a report just this past week that vaccinations that have been administered over this period of time, this last year and a half to two years, has saved 3.2 million lives, 18 million hospitalizations, and approximately $1 trillion in costs. So what's the problem with vaccines? I mean, vaccines are life-saving. So quite frankly, Kate, I'm not sure what, what they're trying to do down there. It, it kind of gets at a bigger issue I've been wanting to ask you as um, in one of our final interviews um, in, in your role in public health is just the re sat one result of the pandemic has sadly been that science has become a divisive topic, politicized and weaponized by some people. Have you thought about how do you pull that back? How do you turn that around? You know, Kate, if I had an easy answer, I, I, I'd give it to you, but it's a very difficult situation. You're absolutely correct. It has been politicized, and it has been politicized in a way that has actually caused lives, because if people don't get vaccinated, which unequivocally is life-saving because of political ideology or because of misinformation and disinformation, that causes lives, and we've just got to get the American public, regardless of whether you lean left, you lean right, it doesn't matter at all. We're all in this together. What was that that my dad's Bible um, underlined today? It said uh, that he will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible that he will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. Anthony Fauci, you should be living under the fear of God for your lies. Your lies about the AZT drug that killed the gay people back in when AIDS came out, was that the 70s, 80s, I think? Your lies about remdesivir that kills people your lies about the vaccines that are killing people and your lies continuing even to this very day. God help you. God help you. Unbelievable. All right, so what will we do next? Uh, so Elon Musk uh, tweets about the Hodge twins. We did already talk about Elon. Oh, Oladapo's next? Okay, we'll go with that and then we'll do Elon. All right. So Florida Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Ladapo talks about embalmers finding fibrous clots during accountability roundtable. No kidding. Take a look. The involvement of the pharmaceutical industry, it's an excellent one because our media has clearly demonstrated that it is impossible to report accurately on something if you're also taking money from that same something. So what these people did was, what these researchers did, was they looked, they performed autopsies on individuals who died suddenly, unexpectedly, without any, any known explanation, any known acute illness, within a few weeks of COVID-19 vaccination. And they published their results. And what they found was in, their, in the group of people they looked at, four out of 35 people who they looked at actually had myocarditis. And it was a type of myocarditis that was different from the typical types of myocarditis, which you can get from viruses, many different types of viruses. And specifically, it was a type of myocarditis that they attributed to mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. It is important to know that these people died at home suddenly. So all of the studies that you see about myocarditis, and Tracy raised this point, they are not included in these studies because these people did not show up at hospitals or emergency departments with chest pain or shortness of breath or, or other symptoms that would lead to a diagnosis of myocarditis. These are people who are not counted in any of those estimates that the CDC likes to pretend are accurate. 
So we are initiating a program here in Florida where we will be studying the wow. incidence in surveillance of myocarditis within a few weeks of COVID-19 vaccination for people who die. This is gonna be a surveillance study using working with some of our medical examiners in Florida. We're also gonna be working with the University of Florida. So there will be a component that has more of a research, a research form to it. But we will answer this question. It is a question that I'm sure keeps the CEOs of Pfizer and Moderna up late at night, hoping no one ever looks, but we're gonna look here in Florida. Great. Oh, 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 it's going to be good, guys. It's heating up. Get the popcorn because this is going to be wonderful. One of our favorites, Dr. Chris Shoemaker, on how the U.S. government knew that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were effective against coronaviruses. How, how did they know that? Take a look. important thing to realize is that North American science spent 15 years figuring out what to do with the next COVID. It was back 2002, 2003, the original SARS-CoV-1 occurred. And so all sorts of experiments went on to determine what would be a useful response were something similar to occur. And the research was done. It was research was all done by 2015, 2016. And DARPA, D-A-R-P-A, the American research arm of the US military, it specifically knew and specifically recommended and passed the information on to the CDC that ivermectin in particular was the absolute number one product to be used in the event of a coronavirus pandemic. It was fully known that ivermectin and certainly hydroxychloroquine as well were highly antiviral and immune modulatory. And those two things were the key to modulate the immune response plus to be antiviral as well. Those elements were both totally proven in vitro and in vivo with animals so that it was known. And of course we knew it was completely safe for humans because these medications have been used for 35 to 40 years in humans. And so that's what was sitting there ready to be used at the next pandemic. We're in some kind of scheming, deceiving, psyop, crazy world. Remember one thing, when other people are calling you crazy and you feel rejection and uh, like, you might even feel like, am I crazy? You, you know, am, am I the one that's off that nobody seems to be listening to me about the vaccines and you've got family members or loved ones that are going off to get their next shot, not not listening um it's not you these doctors that we are hearing that are paying the price to speak the truth because they are not they're not following the narrative they're getting persecuted for telling the truth that has a weight to it song of solomon knew this when he was called the wisest king that ever lived and two women came before him and they both said that this baby is mine. They both said, and now how would, how would Solomon know which one of those women actually was the true birth mother of the child? How would he know that? So what he did was he said, you know what? I'm going to chop this kid in half. You can have half and you can have half. One mom said, okay, sounds fair to me. The other mom said, absolutely not. Don't hurt my child. You, you can give my kid to her, but please don't let anything happen to this baby. What did Solomon suddenly realize? The person paying the price, the person screaming from the hilltops is probably the mom because no mother wants her baby chopped in half. He was so wise. So what we're seeing right now is we've got all the high paid, evil, deceptive, paid off, bought off, bribed medical authorities that are lying to us and they don't care about your kids. And, and, and they're like, the, the vaccination is safe, line them up. For six-month-olds and up, Dr. Teresa Tam says, 
line your kids up to get the vaccine. And then you've got the other doctors saying, my God, no, do not vaccinate your children. Oh my gosh, it's killing kids. Don't do it. I'm going to err on the side of somebody who's about to lose their license because they're so concerned about our children that they're laying it all on the line. I'm going to bet on them. So you're not wrong. You're not crazy. Hold the line. Stand strong until we see the redemption of God for all of us. Mr. William Mackis, Dr. William Mackis, um, grown to really appreciate this doctor. He is sounding the alarm. This is my latest Twitter. We just put it up last night. I think it's uh, well over, it's about 20 or 30,000 views already. Um, I'll go check that, but have a look at what he had to say. Six uh, children have died in British Columbia in the past few weeks. It's uh, being attributed to influenza, strep infections, and so on. But uh, you know, th- this is really uh, this is very concerning because uh, kids usually don't die. I mean, it's unusual. I've never heard in all my years of, of this many kids um, for flu. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's been um, suggestions that uh, some of the kids that we, we know about that, that have been publicized uh, may have been mRNA vaccinated for COVID-19. Uh, there was a six-year-old girl in uh, Richmond, B.C., who was a hockey player. And uh, that hockey team, the under-seven girls uh, Richmond hockey team, uh, apparently had a, um, uh, an mRNA vaccination policy. Um, and uh, she had apparently come down with uh, myocarditis, uh, which again is very unusual for uh, influenza and, and very suspicious. Uh, and then apparently she had a stroke uh, as well after that and she passed away. And then there was another girl uh, in Kelowna, BC, nine-year-old girl, who um, a, a teacher has, has come out on, on Twitter and uh, suggested that uh, she also believes that she may have been mRNA vaccinated as well. And I raised this, I raised this concern uh, back in March of this year, and my Twitter account was suspended for it, um, that these mRNA vaccines in young kids, in kids 5 to 11 years old, um, that there was not enough you know, evidence of safety or efficacy uh, for these vaccines. You know, they, they showed that the vaccines you know that you know they may have had some antibody response but there was no studies done really on safety and efficacy on these vaccines and they just forced them through and about 40 percent uh, or just over 40 percent of kids 5 to 11 years old have had these mrna vaccines we're now several months out um you know we know that after six months these vaccines can have negative efficacy which means that, that these kids who were vaccinated are getting sicker and are much sicker than kids that haven't been vaccinated. And and now we're starting to see this in British Columbia. Very sad. And we're also starting to see it in Alberta. And did you hear him? They have not tested the efficacy of these vaccines. And doctors like Dr. William Mackis, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Hodkinson, Dr. Charles Hoff, yesterday, Dr. Trozzi, Dr. Patrick Phillips, all facing the loss of their licenses to be able to tell us something's wrong and children are being affected. Who do you want to believe? So let's have a look at the tweets that Dr. Mackis put up today. Four Alberta children have died suddenly in the past weeks. Cover-ups by Alberta Health are ongoing. I think that... uh, so these, these are four named children. November 9th, 13-year-old Eric Homersham collapsed during basketball. <clears throat> November 17th, four-year-old child died of influenza, question mark. November 24th, child, unknown age, died of stated influenza. Seven-year-old Slade Smith, four-day illness, something to do with his heart, suddenly gone. If immune system destroying COVID-19 mRNA vaccines were any factor in any of these deaths, every Alberta parent has the right to know immediately. And that should be put straight out there. Alberta's health minister, Jason uh, Copping, has promised to do absolutely nothing. 
and they've got some pictures there of some of the beautiful kids. I don't think there's anything more devastating for a parent. Um, let's lighten it up a little with Kamala Harris's speechwriter. Uh, many of you may have seen Kamala Harris um, doing her speeches, and they do seem like they may have written by this person right here. Hi, I'm Oliver Bartholomew, and I'm 16 and a half years old, and I'm the speechwriter for Kamala Harris. My mommy and daddy say, if you find a job you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Morning, Frank. Yeah, hey, hey, Oliver. And my parents were right. Ever since I was little, I liked words. Writing words is fun. So I made writing words my job. Every politics person has a writer, like me, to make good words for them to say. Space is exciting. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. I got that idea when I was thinking about space and how big it is. Man, it's big. It's not all fun, though. Sometimes I have to write about bad stuff, like war. Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. It's cool to see the words I've typed good actually get get set on TV. It's fun. I like it. Once I thought it would be neat if Kamala wore a blue suit and told people she was wearing it because I like blue. I'm a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. It's cool because the suit's blue and it's the color of the sky. Where are you, my ideas? Mama! One time, I was on the school bus, and I thought it would be neat if Kamala talked about the school bus. And who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? I can't take all the credit, though. Me and Mr. Kamala are team. Do you know, like, relay racing? You know, you race, and someone passes the baton, and then, right? but she kind of is crazy or something. And she kind of scares me. <laughs> and you can't fake that kind of influence. Remember Venn diagrams, those three circles? Right, and then let's just see where they overlap. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, didn't have. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. You're either born with it or you're either not. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. It's quitting time. I need to get home in time for blue. See you tomorrow, Frank. See you later, Oliver. <laughs> that time is every day. <laughs> oh, I just I got such a good kick out of that. That is so funny. JT, I wanted to share something before we do that final Elon Musk thing. <clears throat> Let me tell you what worries me about our media. Uh, CTV, CBC, and Global are sold out, bought out. They're evil. It worries me when I go to National News Watch, if you're able to put this up there, yeah. Um, and we see a whole bunch of positive news on Pierre Polyev. Now, I know a lot of you are kind of excited about Pierre Polyev because he's conservative, you know, the opposite of liberals? No, no, no. They're all the same. But Pierre is now saying some things that we like. Is he getting us out of the Paris Climate Accord? No. Is he still sold out to the UN uh, Agenda 2030 goals? Does he, does he claim to know what the sustainable development goals are? No. We've showed the video before where Pierre Polyev says, I don't know what they are. And so I don't comment if I don't know what something is. But he's, he's voted numerous times on the sustainable development goals. We'll, we'll show that video one day again. My true friend and patriot, uh, Mark Friesen, waited in line for two hours to ask Mr. Pierre Polyev that question. You know, are you going to denounce the sustainable development goals? These have to do with putting forward the transgender agenda. Uh, Mr. Pierre Polyev believes in transgendering children. 
Mr. Pierre Polyev is an LGBTQ promoter, supporter. <clears throat> he already has several of them in his close circle in his office. Um, they have agendas. Those agendas are to, to infiltrate our school system and to teach our children things that we don't believe in, critical race theory. Pierre Polyev will not denounce the Sustainable Development Goals and in fact told my friend recently this year that he doesn't know what they are and so he won't comment. The UN Agenda 2030 goals that he's been voting on for many years that were put in under the Harper government and Pierre was there. So when the, if I could look at this, when, when you see CTV beginning to do Pierre Polyev, the secret to his success, um, now that one's not CTV, but this one uh, down here, conservatives retaining lead over liberals with slightly wider gap, new poll says, the Canadian press saying this, um, CTV News, stand on the side of the common people, conservative leader Pierre Polyev tells caucus. Canada's inflation fight needs fiscal sanity, Polyev says in caucus speech. Global news highlighting. I'll tell you what I smell is a rat. I smell the news that we know is bought and paid for and has lied to us now for three years regarding COVID. All giving Pierre Polyev some pretty positive press. Hmm. Don't you think that's weird? I do. Keep an eye out for that. All right. So Elon Musk, um, he has given uh, a gold, uh, a gold cup to the Hodge twins. I love the Hodge twins. We've played numerous of their uh, tweets and we just think they are absolutely phenomenal. And so in the night, the Hodge twins were saying, let me guess, you found messages between Twitter execs and our government in the States, Fauci and team pushing for censorship of anyone that didn't go along with their narrative on COVID. Now, if you don't know who the Hodge twins are, um, I guess we don't really have a, a picture of them, um, but uh, they're a couple of African-American twins. They don't fall for critical race, nothing. They don't stand for all the nonsense on the vaccines. They don't stand for any of the, uh, the, the transgender um, misinformation campaign that the world has been given. None of that. They are awesome. And so Elon Musk says basically the gold cup, which is a nod to them saying, you bet. So this is what's coming out, that Twitter was basically having meetings with the CIA, FBI. Twitter was basically having meetings with um, uh, Fauci, and they were saying, oh, yeah, take down such and such a person's, um, you know, Twitter page because they're spreading misinformation. Well, what's the misinformation? That we have a problem with the, the vaccines, that something's wrong in the world. So very interesting, right? I love it. My website is laurelin.tv. Uh, you might wonder why I didn't have a guest today, and that was because uh, we did have a guest booked, and then they had a um, they have a dermatological issue going on with their face, so they need a week. <laughs> uh, so that's okay. We do not want people to feel compelled to come on the show if they've got dermatological issues going on. And uh, Lord knows, I mean, which one? Who of us has not been there? Really. Now, I don't get to have a real pass, you know, like, let's say I start having a zit on my nose or whatever. I got to come on the show and just be there and like, you know, take the heat and and face the embarrassment. Let me see what I can share with you today from the word. My Facebook, uh, my, my website is laurelin.tv. I just thank all of you for supporting this show. Um, we received a wonderful donation this morning from somebody, and I just want to thank you very, very much. It goes a long ways. It keeps the lights on. It keeps us able to focus and concentrate, not be too worried about what we might be eating next month, and, um, and gives us some leeway to be able to produce a good show for you and have a little bit of fun. And we are having fun. I hope that you have the time of your life during this apocalypse, because... 
we are not to be down and out. Did you like Bo Polney earlier? Was it was it Friday or this week? We don't remember. Do you remember? <coughs> One day runs. Oh, well, it's only Wednesday. I think it was last week. Um, I actually thought it was Tuesday for most of the day today. And I'm going to be on uh, Dr. Lee Merritt's show in the States this afternoon. She's asked me to be a guest on her show. And I'm going to be telling her everything, Mr. Prime Minister about what's going on in this country. I'm going to let our United States brothers and sisters know that Canada needs A, their prayers, and uh, we also need support because, quite frankly, um, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. So we've got some bad stuff going down. Now, remember, um, I did get a, an email today from a wonderful lady, um, and she was asking... She was asking about gold and silver, and she's so precious. Her and her son, she cares for her son. She's a senior citizen, and um, I think her son's name is Lee. And they were asking some questions about gold and silver, like she was saying, you know, I don't really have a lot. Is that something I could I could invest a little in? And let's say that money all bankrupted, you know, what would we do with silver? So I've asked sort of these kinds of questions of uh, Steve Merrill, and I don't want to put words in his mouth at all, but you can reach him at sovereignize at protonmail.com um, to, to ask the questions that you need to ask. But um, in times past, if things go really bad, like there can be like little way scales. And I believe somebody recently told me there is a country right now. So you go to the store and you've got your silver, right? And you kind of you scrape it off onto a way scale and they weigh and they take your silver for your loaf of bread or your milk or whatever there are there's actually places in the world that this can be done because silver is is it's hard it's the the hard evidence of value um paper money is paper and right now it's based on what printing it so at what point does the whole thing kind of collapse the house of cards of the money that we're printing the inflation that's rising, uh, with Trudeau sending billions of dollars wherever he pleases to whatever ridiculous agenda he feels like supporting. And when do we find ourselves kind of needing something that's actually a bit more secure? Well, silver and gold are a good place to do that. Silver, it's at an all-time low. Silver was worth more many, many years ago, and they believe that it is being artificially submerged beyond, below its value. Because if you're going to be looking at that as valuable, then maybe, you know, maybe you wouldn't be putting so much stock in the paper. Well, the paper's worthless pretty much. And I don't think you should be keeping, from what I'm hearing, you shouldn't be keeping money in the bank too much. You got a lot of money in the bank, buy some real estate. Buy some silver and gold. Make sure you have it. You might need a safe if you have too much, but actually it can come in like big, thick um, blocks, you know, so you can put it somewhere hidden under a floorboard somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> but there are ways to store your silver and gold, and you'll figure that out. But you don't want a lot of money just sitting in the bank right now. That's what I'm hearing. So... Um, you can go to our website to support us. I thank you for for doing that. I'm going to go to James about the power of the tongue. Because I believe what we say matters. Taming the tongue, James 3. I'd like to close with this today. What you say matters. Um, if you declare something to be so, be careful that your words could be damning your life. If you're prophesying evil into your life or if you're so worried that you're always saying all these negative things, oh, well, you know, nothing ever goes well for me. I just lose everything. I just probably, you know, I'm going to starve and live under a bridge and, you know, I'm going to lose everything I have and I'm so scared of all, all that's happening. Um, those kind of words can bring damnation and can bring curses into your life. The word talks about how powerful the tongue is and that we should be speaking positive things. And uh, me and my husband, like, I, I like to say to him, you know, let's just like, but let's declare what we want. Let's declare what is positive because uh, I always see the half 
uh, the glass half full. And would you say you sometimes see it half empty? Fair to say? Yeah, he's nodding his head. No, you should use the mic. Say yes. <laughs> he's laughing. Okay. Um, it's fun if he can talk. That's kind of cool. Uh, I'll try to get him to add a little bit more to the shows now. He's got his own microphone. Could get dangerous. All right. Taming the tongue, James 3. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. Wow, that, that's where I'd like to be. <laughs> I am not there. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. The tongue sets your whole life on fire. If you've got a bad temper, and you just spew out words and you say things to those in your business or close circles or to your family, you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? It sets your world on fire and it's hard to put it out. Not impossible. By saying sorry and taking um, accountability for what you've said and done, it goes a long ways. And you can do that and you can apologize and you can say to your spouse, I'm sorry for those words that I spoke in error and in the thrust of my temper. I'm sorry about that. Please forgive me. That goes a long ways. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing, my brothers and sisters. This should not be. Have a great day, everyone. Watch what you say. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.